0: Anybody can start a business, but it takes skill and tenacity to build something that will last. I'm Latasha Nicole, That Startup Girl, and my job is to help you build a business that is profitable and sustainable. I'm inviting my friends who are entrepreneurs that have walked the walk and are willing to share their journeys with you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Conversations with That Startup Girl, the podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with That Startup Girl. I am Latasha Nicole, That Startup Girl, the CEO and founder of That Startup Group, where we work with women and entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs to help you get started for a profitable and a sustainable business. Part of my goal is to help you all learn lessons the easy way learn from the mistakes that I have made and that my entrepreneurial friends have made so that you do not have to make the same mistakes they did we kind of like to give you a little bit of a cheat code where we can and if we can't and I am excited today to speak with Miss Camille Gaines of rig on wheels she is somebody that I've kind of watched from afar online we do have mutual friends in common But I've watched from afar online, and I thought it was very important to bring her on because of the type of work that she does and because she is a female working in a male-dominated industry. And we're going to get into it, y'all. We're going to talk to Camille. She's going to tell y'all the real. She already told me today. Today was a little spicy, so she got some things to to share. But before we get into that, as you all know, I do not introduce my guests. I don't want to mess it up. So I am going to pass the mic over to Camille and allow her to introduce herself. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, I am Camille, Camille Gaines, And I founded Ribbon Wheels Spoken Recruitment Services 13 years. Well, it'll be 13 years this January. So January Ooh. 2023 um, makes 13 years. Um, our bread and butter is the recruitment side. Of trucking your third party recruitment, but we're gonna also have a brokerage division as well, okay? okay? So yeah, so that's what we do.
0: Thirteen years, that's big. Like a lot of new businesses don't make it past three years, let alone thirteen years. So before we even figure out how you made it that far, how did you get into the trucking industry?
1: <sighs> I fell into it <laughs> like <laughs> a lot of us as entrepreneurs. I mean, I come from an entrepreneurial background, family, all of that. Um. However, I was being laid off, mm-hmm. and knew I still wanted to stay in the sales and recruitment environment and found trucking. Didn't know much. I'm a girl from the South side of Chicago. So okay. it's not like I knew all the stuff about trucking. Um, I knew enough for a few people in my family, but not very specific.
2: Okay. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. But I know what I love is sales. That's what I've always done is sales on some avenue. So okay. improvement um, is easier for me when it comes to that because it's sales. Okay. And then you just, pick a niche so Uh, my newfound niche was trucking and it was (laughs) nothing like any of the other parts of recruitment before trucking is its own animal wow
0: okay so wait let's talk about this so you were being laid off from your regular from your job that you had done for years in the sales industry and then you knew you had to figure out something. So instead of going back to work for somebody else, you chose to go into entrepreneurship and you was like, I'm a salesperson. I can sell anything. So let's yeah. just sell trucking services. Okay. Right.
1: Well, it was more of, I had been in sales on my own third party or just entrepreneurship before and failed. Okay. Um, Failed a lot back and forth and you go mm-hmm. from there. And mm-hmm. then that, is one of the things that led me into the job and then after a few years got laid off because they were closing that okay. division. Okay. okay. So um, I knew what recruitment was going to be, obviously, because I had done it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, the trucking part of it is what I didn't know. And okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, and I didn't know how much I loved it. You know, I just knew it paid well and I kept it moving for years. Mm-hmm. But it was another business that I had done and I still do here and there when someone knows that I um, sell hair extensions, right? Okay. Um So with saying that I was going to start doing that full-time, which means that I had to do this part-time, right? Okay. Mm-hmm and I got sad I was really? so sad that's when I was mm. like You're
2: like oh I, I like, like this
1: yeah more no I knew I liked it that's when I knew I loved it okay oh
2: okay 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 that, that
1: that right there was what the difference was made mm.
0: so when you went to, well first of all let's talk about what is Recruitment in the trucking industry because trucking is is hot right now, right? Like, that's something they're pushing. You know, start a trucking company, get a trucking business.
1: Get no, box truck. it- that. So, don't do that. <laughs> I don't push that. I think it's only pushed to people that look like us, mm. um, because that is not what you should be doing. Bless everybody's heart. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that is how you will lose your shirts. Okay. So when I talk to someone, I want to talk to him just like I would my brother, my nephew, or my son. That makes sense. I love it. Because that is who I serve. Okay. I have not told my brother, nephew, nor my son that is 22 to go out and purchase a truck, a box truck, a semi truck, a cargo van. I I don't do that. Okay. And why
0: is that? mm. Why? Why? Well, first of all,
1: because I believe in integrity and I believe there's a lot of ways to make money, but you need to educate yourself. That's trucking right. is an industry that has served me well and will continue to serve me well, but trucking will suck the soul out of you. Mm. Okay? Because it's
0: expensive, right? It's hard exactly. work.
1: It's very expensive. It's a very challenging industry. So the rules that work in one industry does not work in this. It works mm-hmm. in it as far as business, but not as far as the commodity. Okay. So until you understand the way it works, you're spending a lot of money. And it's a lot of ways to have a trucking business without buying trucks. I have a trucking business for the last 13 years, and I'm known asset-based. Mm.
0: That's so when it. people
1: say, Camille, why don't you have a truck? Because I like money. <laughs> <clears throat> and I know in order to make money in the trucking industry and having a truck means you have to have quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to put my money into that.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's when, it's pushed to,
1: uh, yeah, when it's pushed to us, it's mm-hmm. as if one or two trucks is going to make you money.
2: hmm
0: Mm -hmm. and it's not and it's not because it's it's
1: expensive and you your
0: your business similar to mine is a service-based business so Mm -hmm. you're utilizing you don't have a huge overhead other than what you choose to have as an overhead whereas traditionally when people think of trucking you know you got the truck that itself is a huge expense plus the gas and all of those things that the insurance and the driver and all of those things so tell me more about recruitment what tell us what that is
1: so my overhead now is harder because I have a team in three different countries so it is but when you talk about beginning no it's not it's not large um your expense is going to be your advertising which most that's where a lot of your expense is in a business it's going to be advertising and payroll
2: Okay. But if it's mm-hmm. just
1: you when you're starting out in the agency or you and someone else, the payroll is not going to be as expensive. It's going to be your marketing, which mm-hmm. means basically getting your leads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. And I do help, and I'm going to be coming out and pushing my course when it comes to that, helping people get into the recruitment side of things, because that's a whole part of the industry. Okay. That is not being pushed to us,
2: mm. and
1: that is the part that can be more
2: lucrative.
0: Okay. If so, it's recruit- done correctly, are you recruiting truck drivers, yes. or are you okay? Okay. Yes, truck drivers with third-party
1: truck driver recruitment.
0: Okay. So, who would be, and I don't. If you can't share, that's fine. No, that's fine. Table. Who would so, be a client of
1: yours? So we deal with small, mid-size, and mega. Small typically is going to be a hundred trucks or more. Uh, okay. but there are times we take somebody one, two, three, four, five, ten trucks. It just depends. And
2: okay.
1: then your mid-size that are seven, eight hundred trucks, and then of course your mega is like, you know, your US Expresses, your CR England and all of that good stuff.
0: Okay, gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So what what does the life of
1: a recruiter look
0: like? Because you said you you have three teams in three different countries. So you've grown this thing over the last 13 years.
1: How yeah, the yeah, last two years is really been where I scaled um in that way. I like I I didn't know in the beginning where this was going to lead. Heck, six months ago I didn't know I was going to be here 12 months ago I didn't know where I was going to be six months ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm on it i go with the flow a little bit now um but you have to know whether or not something is a passion for you and i don't mean that everything has to be a passion in order to make it a business Mhm-, but mm-hmm. is this business a passion, or is this business what's going to get you the passion to your passion okay? okay? So you to yeah, you have to know that because you have a lot of people that say you can't make money if you're not passionate about it. Well, that's you, can. Right. <laughs> you can right <laughs> that's a lie. It might burn out eventually, but it's a lie. Um, mm-hmm. but you have to decide. And I have to decide, is trucking or the recruitment part, is that what I'm passionate about? Or is it gonna get me to my passion? Okay, okay. It just so happens that everything that I do every day is what I'm passionate about. Now there's, there's gonna be some days that I don't like anybody. Had a TikTok on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we are today. But overall, um, I'm very passionate about the recruitment because I take it like I'm talking to my brother, my nephew, and my son. Okay. And mm-hmm. I mean my oldest son, that's the one that's 16.
0: Okay, gotcha. My son that is makes is 22,
1: sense. yes.
0: Okay. okay. So it's, it's,
1: it's, um, it's very much closer to me. And so you mm-hmm. you have to be honest with yourself and you also have to be honest with yourself about your why.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: the reason why the scaling and the growth, the different type of growth. Because growth and scaling your business are two different things. But mm-hmm. as far as scaling it to three different countries, which was not choosing of myself, that was God mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. that did that. Because Camille fought it really all you, the way.
0: Really, why were you fighting it?
1: Because I don't like anything that I can't control. Yeah, okay, okay, I get that. <laughs> right. So I had to figure out what what is what can you control and what's your purpose. And okay. then I had to okay, so this is what happens when you get close to 40 or over 40. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start being comfortable with make with, with what makes you different. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm a person I like experience okay i'm real strange sometimes i'm gonna get up and go to another country by myself i said as long as i have my credit card a cost body bag and an
2: iphone
1: you good i'm good okay I love my you. family said no you gotta share your location because you can get up and do all <laughs> type of crazy stuff i never considered myself adventurous because mm-hmm. I didn't think that that was adventure. I thought it was normal.
0: That was normal for you. Mm-hmm. That was normal. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. I would get up and drive somewhere really quickly. Part of the things that keep me a little bit grounded is because I got these kids. I can't just drive and leave them <laughs> with my mom. <mama. laughs> right, but I, I had to get comfortable with what makes me different. Okay. From the next Camille. That's important. That's important. Once I figured that out, thanks to COVID, because it sat me down and I had to pay attention. You, you to had to who sit I, in it.
2: Mm-hmm. I, and I had
1: to pay attention to who I was
2: mm-hmm. and who
1: I belonged to.
2: It gave mm-hmm. me a
1: better understanding of myself and acceptance that I'm eccentric. Okay. I look
0: like the girl next door, and I'm gonna do something to do. real. What it, it's not unusual because you're just gonna do what you feel like doing that day. And I think no, I'm you, not like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I'm a Virgo. I'm okay. all the oh,
1: good Lord. and all the bad about the Virgo. I am both. <laughs> you are but a true Virgo. Some, yeah, I'm a true Virgo. I know it's terrible. Everybody gonna say, "Oh, I'm logging out of this podcast." <laughs> But so it's not, I don't fly off the seat of my pants, but I had to be comfortable with what makes me me. Okay. Would I mm. do well, my God-given talent? And I've been such a hypocrite because I tell everybody, my kids, you need to make money with your God-given talent. All these things, right? So I'm mm. my God-given talent will sell. No, Camille, my God-given talent is I build relationships afar.
2: Mm. Okay. That's good. That's what I do.
1: So I'm able to have a team in India, starting a team in Canada, and then I got a team right here and we do things as if we're right here together. Okay. Okay. Even my so, team here, we mm-hmm. we all are on Google Meet together. Okay. At the same time with our meetings and everything. So it doesn't matter what time zone you're in.
0: Okay, okay. So wait, let me ask a question. So your team is one hundred percent virtual, or do you have the team that's in your local area? Are you all in an office or how? Do you it's do so funny that you say that. Remember when I told you what I
1: thought versus what God said? Uh huh. <laughs> so from the word go, from the beginning, things were set up virtually because I care for my elderly mom. So there'll be so times funny. that my mother is getting a surgery, and I'm in the Parking lot of the hospital taking
2: applications. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. for drivers.
1: So that means I was already virtual. So the whole COVID thing, I didn't have to make changes when it came to that.
2: That's
0: good.
1: Right. So we do have an office here and we were in the
2: office. Okay. Well, this
1: summer, right when the kids let out of school, a few, One lady, her car went down, so they were down to one car, so she had to start working from home. Nothing changed. Because Mm -hmm. everything was already virtual.
0: Designed virtually, yep. All the way
1: down to when I do trainings. When I did a training for India and a training for one lady here in Houston, she was in the other room on the Zoom.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. even though we were right there together,
1: still did it virtually because I didn't want the person in India to feel any different than the person here in Houston. Oh,
0: that makes sense. So that do you still have did you keep your office or did you yeah, I still have I it? Okay. I
1: don't know when I'm gonna give it up um, when at least comes up, but yes, I do still have it.
0: Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know that sometimes, you know, when you're starting a business, even though you very much like me also built your business around your lifestyle, but part yes. of having a business, it don't seem real, so to speak, if there's no office or there's no brick and mortar to go to. And sometimes business owners, we need that. Some people need yes. to be able to get up and get out the house and go into the office.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not because I didn't know if it was real, because those bills come
2: really <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: so, Yeah, but it's more of your family the structure. Yeah, yeah, the structure behind things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and I have a home office, the door, the, you know, the whole nine. So it's not in the loft, it's not in the bedroom, but mm-hmm. still. There are times that my mom, 80, less all, she'll come in here to look out of the window.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Versus when I'm in the brick and mortar office, she doesn't do that. Even if mm-hmm. she comes up there,
0: mm-hmm. she doesn't mm-hmm. do that. So she has a different mm-hmm. respect for it, so to speak. You're at work.
2: And yes. that's hard.
0: That's you know, very hard. Talk mm-hmm. about that a lot because people don't necessarily un- understand the life of an entrepreneur. Yes, we we do have quite a bit of freedom, but yes, we do work a lot as well, yes. and we are able to structure our days as such. Like you said, you can take a trip, you can grab your iPhone, and you can plan a trip and go out, but you have to plan that accordingly. Yes. And it's not like just like you woke up today and it's like, oh, I'm not working today, I'm gone. It's not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's not that way. <laughs> it's
1: in not that way. In
2: fact, at- I'm going to the office tomorrow. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it, it I it, yeah. And I need to. And it's not just because of my family, but myself too. When you are uncomfortable, it it, it brings more productivity. You, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you can work, you know, we can get it done from at home and in our pajamas, oh, yeah. but there's something oh, different I about I putting ever. on some clothes. I don't ever
1: wear pajamas. And every
0: day I wear a uniform. At home, even? Yes. Get up and put on your uniform. So you you get ready for work. You I get ready for work in real life.
1: Like I'm either gonna wear a t-shirt that says ring on wheels, a button up that says ring on wheels, or a polo that says ring on wheels.
0: Okay. I like that. Yeah. Now have you always Mm -hmm. done that or did you like was that was a conscious decision for you? to make sure you're up and dressed and ready well, for work I, yeah
1: I always got dressed mm-hmm. but the uniform part of it how many years ago did that start it's been quite a few years okay but I was like I'd be dang blasted if I wear somebody else's uniform to rig on wheels
2: mm. okay that, so like that's that.
1: how that's how it was for me because I've I worked a lot of I worked a lot with this and a a lot of things I had to sacrifice and give mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not wearing nobody else's brand to work. Sometimes I wear it on the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should. I I talk to my clients about that all the time, like just representing your brand. I mean, we have, I saw you one day with a dress on with the Rig on Wheels logo and yes. I was like, oh, I like that. So we have to Make it look how we want to look because you can put your logo on anything nowadays. Yeah, you know anything that you want to wear. I have a coffee mug. I have a notepad. I have a um tumbler. I have t-shirts, polos. Mm-hmm. Put it on all the things that you have. I have a mouse pad. You know because we are out here representing other people's brands, and we
2: we can yes. represent our own.
0: We can represent my our son, own.
1: my son, my youngest. I'm talking about mm-hmm. another Virgo he wants a rig on wheels your okay i said boy shut your mouth <laughs> so you know with saying though you know that's kind of and it that comes with growth i'm not saying that somebody else has to do that i'm saying you mm-hmm. need to do whatever it takes for you
0: mm-hmm. but that's a good lesson that i think you said instead of just kind of rolling out of bed and getting to work like get up and get dressed put your your best foot forward now mm-hmm. you do have the luxury of you know for me I, I, I see that your path is different but for me there's some times where I don't feel well and I can still work from bed and I do yes. like that luxury you know yes. what
1: I mean absolutely yeah. and that so happens that's- especially on weekends or something like that um mm-hmm. that you know I'm doing some admin work and all of that mm-hmm. but if my staff is working, if the other sales people are working, we are like, no, they can call a Google meet at any time.
0: And you want to be prepared.
1: And I want to be prepared because I want them to know if you look at my calendar and it's nothing there and you need to talk to me about something face to face because mm-hmm. you're in Muhali, India, mm-hmm. still send me a link. Okay. Okay. that's that's let's talk about
0: that a little bit so first things first so what is the biggest challenge that you think that you're that you're facing currently in business like I know you said today that today's been a day so what do you think is the biggest challenge that you face in this role or in a project that you're working on like right now what's the biggest thing for you
1: sweet baby Jesus social media okay so (laughs) (laughs) What happens is when you go from entrepreneur business owner to the CEO role.
0: Mm -hmm. Which are all different roles.
1: Yes. um, That is the hardest part because now I have to have different departments for stuff that I wasn't thinking about before. Mm -hmm. When I was a solopreneur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And having to have a marketing department.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and what does that mean because the way you approach your marketing department is different than your salespeople. I can speak sales I understand sales I respect them okay I think they should be present you get what I'm saying so mm-hmm. then you go into these other divisions and sales people sometimes don't respect other divisions historically
2: because uh, sales
1: is the money mm-hmm. because we feel that we are God's gift to the universe. <laughs> That's all I've done. I don't know anything else but that. Right? Okay. So well, now I'm responsible for more than just the salespeople. People. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I got it. my team. I I remember sometimes saying, you know, us recruiters, and they was like, no, Camille it's us. I
2: was like, oh. <laughs>
1: And then you cannot be the CEO talking about some us and them. But oh, look at that! That mindset shift—you have yes, Jesus, yes. So that is um, where—that's the hardest part. Is is that right
0: now? So it's it's very interesting. I'm I'm loving that you could this conversation took that turn because you started off as a solopreneur and now you have multiple teams of people in multiple locations and there's no book for that right I mean there are a lot of trainings that you can go to a lot of things that you can learn but how do you actually separate
1: yourself are you still doing recruiting or have you stepped out of recruiting I've I've stepped out that's very hard it makes me emotionally it makes me emotional to be honest with okay. you. Don't and promise. I'm not, okay. yeah, I know, right? And I'm not saying that I'll never do that again. But what mm-hmm. I am saying is with me doing that on a daily basis, it's hard for me to grow the other. To grow the business. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's hard for me to deal more with my marketing side, right? Mm-hmm. And my marketing team is in Houston, Chicago, and one person in India. No, okay. and then somebody else that's consulting to do something uh, for us too is in Dallas. Okay. So it, it it's um I, it's I wouldn't be able to do what I'm trying to do now if I was doing what I love.
0: If you and were doing recruiting, mm,
2: yeah. that's good.
1: So how did you step out? What was the the the
0: deciding factor where you had to give up recruiting? How did you do it? Like, like, girl,
1: you gonna have to pivot and gonna have to figure out something because. There are trucking recruitment agencies that are leaving and they're gone forever because of the pandemic. You got to figure it out for me. Mm -hmm. So you're not in this trouble, but that trouble is next door. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. I saw people just dropping.
2: agencies, Mm -hmm.
1: years, like flies. Or some of them, it was just they didn't want to deal with the hardness that was going on because of COVID.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, not
1: that they were doing bad, they're just tired of the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of thing. Um, so that's kind of how I started. And I already had an agency under me already in here in Houston. Okay. So that was happening, but I was like, I need a recruitment um assistant. Okay. Well, I so she's in India and I quickly realized that she was much bigger than that position. Okay. And okay. that's when we she be, I trained her to be a full-fledged recruiter. Okay. And, okay. Um, and that's how things just start taking a turn. So what I believe in is collecting dots, not connecting them. God in okay. the universe connects the dots
0: okay but if you
1: educate yourself and get prepared so right now I'm learning and I'm getting prepared for stuff that I in my mind will never do but I've learned since March of 2020 that I have very little control what I have right what I do have control over is learning
0: okay I like that that's good so you said you believe in collecting dots not connecting them right I like that. I like that. So, so for you, what, mm-hmm. with with you having multiple teams all over the you know world, so to speak. that's what time happened. is. That. <laughs> the Canada yeah. just happened. <laughs> wow. Um. It ha- you know how stuff happens so fast, and you got to be ready. you gotta be
1: ready. You, be ready. you have <laughs>
0: to. So let's talk about that. For uh, that was uh, that. It wasn't even where I wanted to go, but. Being ready, just like you said with the young lady over in India, you trained her to be a full-fledged recruit. Did you have documentation? Did you have... Because when we're doing it ourselves, we just know how to do it. Did you already have some stuff written down to be able to say, here you go, read this, learn this, look at this? Or did you have to create that? Both.
1: I did have some stuff because I already have an agency. I already had an agency under Ribbon Wheel. Okay. Okay, so, but... For what I was trying to do with her, I, we were learning. I said, listen here, Raven. Okay. If you stick with me, I promise you, I'm going to make you a Camille. Okay. A Camille, huh? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and I says a lot that goes into that. And so okay. before you say yes, think about that. Because everything mm-hmm. that she feels that I do well came with a lot of crying and perseverance mm-hmm. and failures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, to her work, almost two years later.
0: She's doing well? Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good, so that's, that is very good because and I know And we're scaling that. in India. Yeah, we're oh, scaling, that's, that's one of the areas that we are. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So what is the most important personality trait? Because we started this off talking about how you are in a male-dominated industry. (laughs) What does it take to to thrive in that field, in that industry, in that type of environment?
1: You got to, first thing, you got to be prayed up. Okay. Okay. Say it again. (laughs) Because a lot is going to come to you very fast. And... Once you get your core people, those are your people. Okay. And that's who you bounce your ideas off of. And that's who you take criticism from. And that's who you get criticism to. And that's who's going to call you on the coffee. Okay. And who is your core people? What does that look like? They have to have drive and they have to have integrity. Okay. That's good. You mm-hmm. must move with integrity. Because there's a lot of things that... And I even said this with the recruiters. There's a lot of stuff that you can do to make a dollar. Mm -hmm. So you have to determine what the truck driver recruiting is that. Because you have to be able to deal with all that comes from the truck drivers. And that's a whole other conversation.
0: (laughs) I can imagine. imagine. So
1: if it's just because you want to make money, I quickly say this is not going to be for you. Okay. Because... Yeah, when you get cuffed out or you get the inappropriate pictures and you get the harassment, you know, you need to be, what's the reason why you understand it?
0: Mm, your why. So it reverts back to your yeah, why. Your why,
1: your purpose, your why. And it has yeah. to be very deep and it can't be just money. It needs to be, what is this money going to do for you?
0: Mm, mm, how does that money tie to what you, how you want your life to be? And yes. is it worth it, right? Because is like you said- it worth it? Those, I can only imagine, you know, I don't, I'm sure I know some truck drivers, but I can't speak to anybody personally, but you know, that comes with a certain stigma, you know, truck drivers, they're on the road, they're manly men and all of that. And then to have to, you are the authority, you are the, the woman who's in authority. Have you, have you dealt with issues of, and I'm sure you have, of being disrespected or Disregarded in some way, and you have to come back from that, or how
1: did you handle? Are that? you gonna ask me what days that I'm not? Okay, okay. So That's it's a regular a better, thing. Yeah, it's a regular thing. So you get it from the owners, mm-hmm. you get it from the truck drivers you're trying to recruit, you get it from other uh, uh, people that interview for you for podcast. Hmm. You get it, hmm. you get it, and you get it hard. Be-
2: yeah.
0: And how do you, what do you do? What, like, what's the most common thing where you feel people come at? Is it them discrediting your ability or
1: what is it? Oh, that little girl,
2: mm-hmm. you know, that
1: that's how they feel. Or I've been doing this for 13 years.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: I know a lot and then it's mm-hmm. a lot I don't know. And I'm mm-hmm. willing to say what it is I don't. No, but okay. I don't have ego. Okay. So sometimes in this male-dominated field, I made it feel because you don't have an ego, that's considered a weakness, not a strength. Mm. Because mm. they're they're males, left their heart. You know that's mm-hmm. what society has told them, and sometimes that's what we love about them. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: it becomes challenging um, in that, and then you got a race card, a good old boys club.
2: Yeah yeah
1: that's what this is but I've done a lot of male dominated industries I you know that's what I'm right yeah Mm -hmm. that's what I've thrived in and I don't do rah-rah okay I was trained in the boiler room type scene okay so if you're not familiar with that movie that's what I was trained in is the boiler room so I don't deal with excuses. Okay. And your education is your bonus, but it does not. Add, yeah. It's, I need your drive. Are okay. you a person that says I'm only working from nine to five? Are you a person that says I'm gonna work until it gets done? Mm. Mm. Is that for your, your in team? That's the be able to talk to me about
2: business
1: okay okay so i have friends that i tell we can drink whiskey with we can talk about our bad children but we can't talk business mm.
2: because okay. business
1: is not about hours it's about you 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 do it until you get the job done
2: okay
0: that's good
1: so yeah it's not just with my team is
0: so that's anyone that's talking business with you you got to be all in
1: even my kids yeah
0: gotta be all in so how do you balance that so when when is there a time or is there a time that you choose to shut down and business is over with is it for the night for the weekend do you take vacations? never
1: over okay business just slows down because you decide that you're going to do less of it in that hour Okay. Because what happens is it becomes a part of your life. I agree with that. Right. That's the part. I don't believe in work-life balance. I believe in work-life inclusion.
0: Work-life inclusion. Inclusion. Okay. And when
1: I have had friends like, no, you have to have work-life balance, and I say, no, if I had work-life balance, then I would have to have your life.
0: Okay. Mm. And if I had your
1: life, then I wouldn't have been able to take my mother on. This trip or holiday for her 80th birthday which I know her nor my children are going to be ready before 1pm <laughs> to work with my team before being in different things that I had to do
2: so they are okay. very
1: grateful now don't get me wrong sometimes I have to learn how to be present
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's
1: what my challenge is is learning that part uh, Okay. my mother worked a lot and she would be, uh, had time to her life where she was an entrepreneur at the time when she did W-2, but my mother was always present. Okay. So that's where I'm learning uh, is to be present.
0: So when you take a vacation, do you vacation and turn the laptop off or do you check the laptop a couple times a day while you're on vacation?
1: I have my cell phone with me
0: I I know you got (laughs) (laughs) yourself.
1: So that's it. Even if I'm not at my laptop, you know, and we all respect each other's times and stuff like that. So if it's something important, you know, but I still think that I have a responsibility and I still do. Okay. But generally it's not going to interfere with anything unless the person the only time that I've had someone make a comment about that is a friend that I told her if I didn't do this, I would have your life.
2: Mm, okay. Mm.
1: Okay, because my kids are there, they grew up in it. They're definitely understanding because they're like, okay, then after Marjorie does this, then we're able to do this. Okay. So,
2: you okay. know,
1: it's that type of thing, or I'll extend a work trip.
0: Okay.
2: and things like that. It's kind of like when my
1: oldest son was in AAU basketball and we traipsing all over the United States for him. Well, Mm -hmm. it's summertime and my other kids and my mother has not had a summer vacation and and that is an absolute no-no for me. So what do I do? I attach other days to it. So I'm still able to fit in my obligation for Marcus's basketball and the fact that it's important that vacation and show my mother and my kids but more importantly my mother things okay
0: so i'm able to
1: include it include it all i i don't i think that work-life balance is something that corporate america told us because they wanted us to to pat us on our head Mm -hmm. because the ceos don't do that
0: you know that's funny that you say that because that is what uh, my husband always says. He says the best avi- uh, the best ability is availability. And he was like, that's why the CEOs get paid what they get paid because they always have to be available. They can go on vacation, but they still got to have that phone with them or they still got to have that uh, laptop or access to. And a lot of people right now today, you know, we talk about the ease of entrepreneurship. Everybody wants to be a business owner. Everybody wants to jump in. And just tell us the difference between Camille, the solopreneur, and Camille, Camille,
1: the
2: CEO. The solopreneur, yes,
1: it's a huge difference. And it's a very uncomfortable difference. Excuse me. The solopreneur is responsible for Camille, Mm -hmm. Wiggle Wheels, which then was the same person, Mm -hmm. my kids,
2: and Mm -hmm. my mother.
0: Okay.
1: The CEO is responsible for all of those people plus all of the people that are on payroll or
2: 1099. Mm-hmm. And so that I'm
1: heavy. responsible for Rachel's son that's sick. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: get what I mean? I'm I responsible do. for the people in India that decided they're not going to work for this company and they came to work for Rig on hmm you got to no. make sure they eat. They got to get paid every couple weeks. Yes. yes. The one that's mm-hmm. in Canada that's going to school and she needs money to pay her tuition.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for all of that. So and people they, need to be very sure what they're talking, about when they're talking about going into business.
0: Yeah. And it depends on, you know, what you want to do with your business. Again, I, ta- I teach about this a lot. You can create a job for yourself and that's fine, right? To be able to control your own income. But the the more you grow, the more you scale, the more responsibility that you have. And you have to make sure as a CEO that the money is coming into the company. Yeah, that's our
1: whole purpose. Like it's revenue. That's my responsibility is revenue. And if I make the wrong or the, the... immature calculation and all of that that's all my responsibility and your husband thank you for having such a wonderful husband because he's he's an an accountant
2: accountant. okay that that (laughs) makes sense
1: that makes sense good for you look at you because he understands that the ones that punch the clock and there's no disrespect to that but Mm -hmm. they're the ones that talk about work-life balance because the ones that have on their laptop on vacation told them there was a work-life balance because it's a control feature.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think
0: so. I'm gonna give an opinion on that a little bit different. I do mm-hmm. know that heavy is the head that weighs the crown wears the crown, yes, right? Yes. So, of course, we can be on vacation, and if the phone ring, you got to answer. Like there are some times where I will go on vacation, and I'll I have people in place that I can filter. Oh, yes. To. But mm-hmm. they might have to call me. And if that Absolutely. person calls me, then I have to answer. Because we all do need breaks and rest, but you also have to have things in place because the company systems. should still run. Yes, systems for sure. You your company should still run if you are on vacation. You know
1: what and I mean? I heard that. Yeah. You're not gonna if you're on vacation, you're not gonna do the same workload that you did mm-hmm. uh, when you were at the office exactly okay so that's period but to say that you won't look at anything
0: yeah it's almost impossible
1: yeah that's a different (laughs) level in the company which is okay
0: right Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm.
1: not the level that I chose
0: yeah it's almost impossible because just like you said from the beginning is this becomes a part of you it's not necessarily a bother, you know, you're interested, mm-hmm. you want to know what's going on, you want to see what happened. And again, even though you may be on vacation, you may not be working, but you check in, you know what I mean, you looking mm-hmm. to see if some important emails came in something that you need to sign, you know, something like that. I had a client who was over in Dubai on vacation for two weeks, and we were still conducting business while he was away, because things still needed to be and do. Do. yeah yeah and yeah. of course it's not going to be
1: at the same rigor yes mm-hmm. um, but you and, and and then that's a balance to that we have to learn that balance but that some is easier than others mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but that just comes with with our strength and our weakness
2: okay i like you that. Know,
1: i do better with the balance when i go to the office and close the door once it's time for me to leave
0: Mm, that's good. That is so good. That's a good point, too, because I think leaving the office mm. signals an off switch. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're at home and you're just working all day, I know sometimes I'll work from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Or mm-hmm. I'll, I'll work as soon as I finish working, I go make dinner after dinner. It's time for bed. So I've literally worked all day long, you know, and it's not I don't it's, it doesn't bother me. I find joy in it. I know that I got to get things done but there is not that off switch. There is not that, okay, it's time to go home thing because I'm home, you know what I mean? So, And I don't have any small children, so I don't have anything that pulls me away. My kids are grown. So Mm -hmm. you do have to kind of find that balance and that thing that works for you. So I was gonna ask this earlier, but I think it's still uh, relevant in the conversation. What does a day look like for you? Like what time does your day start? how does your day look on a day when you have to go into the office out there meetings in the morning how do your day
1: yeah i have meetings all day but i wake up about between 4 and 4 30 i keep a schedule schedule is huge for me if it's not on my schedule it's not happening it's not real (laughs) yeah it's not real all the way down to patrice camille she needs to go to a game I may not be going to the football game with her, but if you don't send into to my schedule and I approve it with your notes that you're going to say, then it's not going to happen. It, it does, I work everything off of there. Not okay. just because of business, but because I have appointments with my mom. Okay. Um, but I wake up between four and five o'clock every day and I wake up and pray. Okay. So every day is going to be different after that, depending on what day of the week it is.
2: Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, it typically, a lot of times I'm doing admin work or something before I get out of bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And especially if I'm working from home and then my first meeting start between 830 and nine o'clock.
2: That's okay. as a
1: CEO. As okay. a recruiter, then the first thing that you're typically going to do is look at, anything that you have to put fires out. So mm-hmm. you're checking emails, checking voicemails, checking whatever your work, social medias are, things like that. And then okay. you start working on your applications, your follow-up. It's, it's fairly typical with any sales company.
0: Okay. Okay. It just might be what,
1: changing with the product. How it's done.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. And how does, your, how, what time does your day normally wine down or end.
1: <laughs> when I saw a drink of wine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it depends on the day. Um, Fridays, I typically try to not work past 3 p.m. Okay. Um, but it just depends on the day. I like I told you, I think I really start start full pledge with work about 5.45, 6 a.m. And sometimes it goes to eight o'clock at night. Just depends
0: mm-hmm. on the day. Oh, I've been there. Definitely understand mm-hmm. that.
1: Okay, so we are almost done. While
0: wow, that time, it went by fast. I'm going to ask just a few maybe lighter questions, fun questions, um, and, and, and things to just give a little bit of advice. So first question, if you could have coffee or tea with any business person, who would you choose and why? Oh my God. The rich dad
1: poor dead. That's so easy for me. <laughs> so uh what's it Robert Kios- Kioski? Yes, yes, I cannot and I murder his last name every time. <laughs> uh, but it, it would definitely a hundred percent be him um if we talk about in the business world of things.
0: Okay, okay. And are you coffee or tea?
1: It would probably be coffee because our tea makes me relax. Okay. Okay.
0: So you don't want to be relaxed. You want to be uh, alert and ready to to hit them with to get all that knowledge.
1: Yes, it's a few people, but him just because of his financial literacy, and I think okay. that it mm. bridges our generational gaps.
0: Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah. And then if you had to say a biggest failure or lesson, because some, you know, failures can be lessons that you've had in your 13 years at Rig on Wheels. What was it and what did you learn from that? Oh, shoot, I fail every day. That's
1: the reason why I'm able to be successful. I better fail. Fail again. I I fail
0: part of it.
1: Yes, I fail every day. That is the reason why, because of one thing that I shared with you that I had a challenge with a comedy that was a male, was the reason why another door is opening on Wednesday? Thank you, God. Because mm-hmm. there was a failure of many months
0: that got mm-hmm. me prepared for Wednesday. Mm. So you took that, you those failures. That's why I said failure or lesson. Because you cannot be afa- afraid to fail. I try oh. to tell my clients that, like you, mm-hmm. I, I I go into this saying, you are going to fail because you're you're doing something you don't know. You're yes. you're stretching, you're growing there's the, no book yeah it's
1: you know the the only thing that I can say that I wish that I would have done differently excuse me not fair is not doing something fast enough
2: mm-hmm. I you prepare, know a lot.
1: yeah I prepare prepare and you can't it's not going to be a hundred percent it's not going to be right a hundred percent it needs to be going towards 80 percent
0: Mm-hmm. It needs to be good enough.
2: It needs that to be good enough.
1: Am. When it when it gets to hundred percent, there's an issue because it means I didn't go to the next level.
2: Mhm, mhm. You took um, too long. I you took sat too on long.
1: It. I sat on it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I sat on it. Um. And I focused on not spreading myself too thin. And I don't mean working too hard. I mean having too many things too going much up. on yeah. your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, At one time. Um, so those type of things. I'm not the person having a hard time saying no. I'm the person that has a hard time saying yes. So I don't have um, that issue. Um, okay. I, I learned from the people that have a hard time saying no. Because that's a that's a good problem to have. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, because of the balance.
2: Okay. You mm-hmm. know,
1: it's yeah, it's a balance. I really quickly know.
2: Uh. And sometimes <laughs> the no
1: has four and five letters in it. Thanks to the trucking industry. <laughs> but, you know, everything is a balance or everything that we say is bad. There's a, most things, I guess that you say, there's also good parts in it. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess, you know, so
1: that's what it goes for me.
0: There's something to learn in every experience. I think good, bad, ugly. There's mm-hmm. something that you can sit back and learn from it. I, I agree with that. So if, so I'm 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 guessing that your mom pretty knows pretty well what you do because she's there with you most of the time. But my mother named to, the company. Okay. So if <laughs> she had to describe your business to someone, could she? Yes, yes she didn't want to
1: name the company.
0: Just she no, better be thing. able to <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people's parents have no clue what they do. <laughs> oh, no, no. My
1: mother needs to know because she needs to know if I'm about to do something wrong because that's what my measure is.
2: Okay. Am I, I doing not.
1: something that is going to piss my mother off? Hmm. I like it. Because so if I go about I mean... that's my moral compass right there. Okay. That, that, that's what it is if we just go with Camille sometimes
0: ain't no telling where
1: (laughs) right so it's my mom I have to be able and sometimes you have to make very hard decisions and things like Mm -hmm. that so again she comes from being an entrepreneur so she understands that but you have to move with integrity Mm
0: -hmm. and you've said that several times so audience I hope you all are hearing If Camille leaves nothing else with us, she wants us to know to operate from a place of integrity. And it's so important. It's so important right now with all these people jumping out. You know, you can slap up a website and slap up an open sign and say, I do this so quickly right now that there are so many people that are not operating in integrity. And, And some of them are just outright scamming. They just putting up a sign just to get your money. Yeah, so, they are go on to another place
1: that's opposite of heaven.
0: Yeah, it's it's different. It's different. Yeah, they
1: didn't have a mama like mine. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> they so, just out here trying to do
1: something. And then yeah. we're gonna keep keep it. But praying you know what?
2: That. That's
1: part of business. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know everything could be turned into a business. So it's
2: tough though. I'm not exactly. mad at
1: them. I just have to uh make sure that I arm myself against them.
0: Yes, and you do your due diligence. I tell yeah. people that all the time. Like, If it don't sound right, look into it again. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. You and know. we've all got burned. Yeah. It's part
1: yep. of the business. You keep moving. It, it, I just got burned not too long ago.
0: Yeah, so you that point you made, though, keep moving. Like, we can't stop. You got to figure mm. out. Okay, you got to pivot. You're like, okay, that didn't work.
1: What's next? What's you know next? what I mean? And, and make my... a
0: better decision.
1: Yeah, because if I if I dwell on it too much, that's not going to bring groceries in and I have a 16-year-old boy. <laughs> you got to so feed them. Eat. We got to feed them. So, you know, that's, I don't have time for
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So but as we that. wrap up, mm-hmm. as we wrap up, two final questions. One, uh, remember I told you to prepare, are there any books other than Rich Dad, Poor Dad or any podcasts or anything that you think that those that are interested in business or interested in going into a male-dominated industry, any recommendations for them to learn and enhance their
1: mind? JBH. So Janice Bryant, howard. howard. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Um I was introduced not to her per se, but her everything about her when I was at um the leadership conference with TD Jakes and okay. realized that kind of what not kind of, but what she does was right in line with what I was trying to do. Oh, because she has a staffing agency. Yeah, she has a staffing agency in over 30 mm-hmm. some countries. hmm hmm um, and when she talked about that tears rolling, oh Jesus, start <laughs> rolling down my so reading her book, acting up. Mm-hmm. and every chapter wasn't for me or at least wasn't for me at that time but there were things that stuck out okay um because as being a black woman we always want to employ the block
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bring
1: everybody along and all so she gives basically a blueprint uh with helpful tips with that Ooh. This is so a whole nother me. I
0: gotta grab that book because that's a whole nother conversation. Bringing the block, everybody can't go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and now knowing, you know, like yeah, and figuring that that piece um out. Mm. You
2: know, and stuff like that's that. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that so it's, that, it's
0: acting up is the name of the book. Yes, acting up. I read a lot okay yeah you should I mean I think that as a business owner as a leader in general and just as a person like you should always be reading and growing and expanding mm-hmm. I heard I was listening to a podcast and I heard a quote that stuck with me I, I knew it to be true but just the way that it was worded was, was um, once the mind has been expanded to something new it can never go back to what it was
1: before
2: thank that. you God yeah thank yeah, you God and, but, yeah
1: yeah
0: and so there is that piece of exposure and growth. So once you know something is real, just like there may be someone listening today that wasn't aware that you you are just a, a young black woman from the South side of Chicago, just like I am. And yes. you've been in business 13 years and you have employees in different countries. It's possible, y'all. And that's the purpose of this podcast, to talk about it, to get real with it. Camille didn't say it was easy. She said mm-hmm. it was possible. In fact I said there's a lot of
1: cursing and a lot of crying that's involved, so you need to decide if that's <laughs> if this is what you want if, if it's what you want and if so you go get it mhm it's you here, know, yeah, it's another book by Eric Thomas it just came out, you owe you.
0: you owe you. I never heard of that one, okay? yeah, that's right. Eric some Th- e t. okay,
1: got you. yeah um uh, yeah, you owe you, okay. I'm writing that one down too. Yeah, and uh it's I think those kind of not only do you understand how it speaks to us, but it also speaks to us in our community. hmm
0: mm-hmm. In yeah. a language that we can
1: understand. The language we can understand and certain things that we may have gone through doesn't matter if you grew up with holes in your shoes or in an affluent neighborhood.
2: Mm, okay. Being on I this, like it
1: shade of the color spectrum is things that we have i.e. one of the things that I said was I had to know that it was okay with being eccentric as a black girl
0: mm-hmm. you didn't have to try to mold to the other people that were your counterparts or were in the same rooms as you um, I had I was listening to a podcast or a video I don't know I was listening to something but the young lady that was speaking uh, Dionne Reeves is her name she's like uh, she has a lot of hotel chains and mm-hmm. she was talking about, you know, being a young black woman in that industry. And she said she used to be afraid to wear like her micros or her box braids into meetings mm. because the people in the room didn't look like that. Now she's comfortable with it.
1: You know, yeah, being I don't even regular think, self. Let me tell you something. Being my regular self around people that don't look like me is easy. Mm. It's being my, I was talking about being my regular self with people that look like you. That's
0: mm. not. Mm. That's interesting.
1: You mm. and your gender, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. that is where you no, know, the people that don't look like me, no,
0: in fine, no. you yeah. coming in the room how you are, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And there's certain things you have to know, you know, you got your code switching and all these different things. But no, you're for me, you're in that room because of your difference,
2: mm-hmm. that's but important, that,
1: yes. Um, but everybody's story is different you know it's the mm-hmm. people you know um so the part that's the hardest don't come from the people that don't
0: look like me you know We're, that's a whole nother conversation we gonna we, we that's, um, ooh, that's a whole nother conversation because yeah we'll come back to my, that mother, I was saying, my mother armed <laughs>
1: me with that so i was good yeah. on that yeah, part yeah that's a whole is, another conversation that's an entire <laughs> another conversation but yeah this is really good because these are conversations and things that they don't talk about
2: mm-hmm. on social mm-hmm. media
1: and all of it, those things and you have to be ready and you have to be okay with failure you better be okay yeah. with failing every day
0: if you're not okay with failure, entrepreneurship, business ownership, the life of a CEO is not the life for you. Understand, mm-hmm. I've, I've interviewed several people, I've, I've heard several interviews, and we have all failed and failed badly, okay? Mm-hmm. You've got to, you have to, it's a part of the process. So before we go, Camille, final question. Is there anything that I did not mention or did not ask you that you want to leave with the audience? My
2: email address.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I'll give you that now. <laughs> so, so go ahead and tell the people how they can find you, what you do, and why they would need to contact you.
1: Right. So my email address is Camille, so K-A-M-E-E-L at rigonwheels.com. So whether or not you're trying to get into being a truck driver recruiter, owning your own agency, which could be one in the same Mm -hmm. um, or looking for a trucking job. We definitely can help
0: you. Okay. Okay. And you gave out your personal email address. Is there any, uh, so look, listen, y'all got the email address to the CEO of the company. Yes. So if you are truly serious about, you know, questions about getting into truck driver recruiting, or if you're looking for a job as a truck driver, make sure to reach out to Camille at Rig on Wheels. Is there any social media or websites that they should find you at?
1: Yes, rigonwheels.com and we are on everything from TikTok to Twitter.
0: Okay, Rig on Wheels YouTube, on everything from TikTok yeah. to Twitter.
1: <laughs> YouTube, Pinterest, all of that
0: good stuff. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much, Camille, for sharing. Thank you all for listening in to another episode. Again, I am Latasha Nicole, that startup girl. And it's my job to bring information to women who are interested in being entrepreneurs or have aspirations of being entrepreneurs. Me and my friends want to make sure that we give you the real life, the real business, that we share with you the insights and tools that can help you. So I do hope that this episode was helpful for you. Thanks again for listening in. Thanks, Camille, for joining us. And I will talk to you all next week. Have a great week, everybody.